Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. The Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And guys, I spent uh, a solid, I would say, five hours watching the draft between Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, kind of almost all of Thursday night. A little bit, maybe an hour or two on, on Friday and then half hour, hour on, on Saturday. And last week I said... What is going to be the big storyline? We're each going to predict what the yeah. big storyline is going to be. And, of course, the, the you know, it's almost impossible to do that. Um, they but, got it wrong. I know that. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I think, you know, Mark, you, you did say Kenny Pickett would go to the Steelers. That was yours. And uh, But the headline is obviously the trades, the mm-hmm. wide receiver trades. So, I guess, first off, what are your overall thoughts on the NFL draft, Anthony? You know, I think we were sold a bill of goods on these quarterbacks, and I, I, we were led to believe the teams would reach for them, at least for Willis. I think that's the big story for me. Willis was not a well-known dude, um, Liberty guy, transfer guy, great skill, rocket arm. He could run, but against the competition he played, did we really know? Uh, we were led to believe, I thought the Steelers did a really good song and dance for us on that because if the Steelers were going to take a quarterback, it was going to be Willis, not Pickett probably. They wound up waiting at their spot and getting Pickett, which is impressive that they didn't have to do anything. I, But it sounds to me like they drafted, like, the newer version of Mitchell Trubisky in a way. Now, I'm not trying to, like, bang on Pickett yet. I mean, he's a 24-year-old guy. He's mature. He started 49 games. He broke all of Dan Marino's records at Pitt. Like, he comes in with a pretty good pedigree, but uh, it just – there's no wow factor, like, for me. That's the deal. Like, if they would have drafted Willis, you would have thought, okay, maybe in two, three years they got their guy. I think what we learned about the Steelers is that they don't like losing, they don't like rebuilding, and they're in a win mode a little bit with that defense and the weapons they have. And they thought, let's just try to upgrade for a now quarterback. But they must have been just really m- very impressed with Pickett to be able to draft him there at 20. Um, but as far as the trades go – it was weird to me. Kansas City moved up not to take a receiver and take Tyreek Hill. Um, Green Bay, you know, could have taken a receiver. They didn't. Uh, it was very odd in that regard. But as far as the the compelling nature of the draft, Scotty, it was it was good because we just didn't know what was going to happen. But it did lack some wow. Yeah, yeah, especially in the top ten. Yeah. The, te- the top ten kind of went as as a lot of the projections had. In fact. Uh, people who were who were uh, betting on the draft, uh, the the sports books kind of got crushed because <laughs> one, two, and three uh, kind of all fell uh, as, as projected earlier in the day. Which of course, um, you know, you had Trayvon was. Walker. Yeah, you had Walker at one. You had Hutchinson at two. Stingley at three. And kind of the rumors came out that Stingley was going to go three earlier in the day. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the, the the actual sports books took a little bit of a beating. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on the draft? To me, the picket uh, choice just seems like there was a lot of pressure from the city. Like they almost felt like they had to take him. You know, they weren't going to pass up a homegrown guy, and especially if he turned out to be great. 
you know, so I think there's a lot of pressure on Pittsburgh to take him there. Um, but I'm with Anthony. I don't know if he's the right the right guy or not, but I feel like there's some pressure to take him and th- uh, with that particular pick. Yeah, and, and this is how crazy it was, by the way, for for Malik Willis. He was sportsbooks had him projected as a total in pick number thirteen and a half to fifteen and a half. So it was expected he was gonna go kind of middle of the first round. He falls all the way to the third round. Mm-hmm. He he goes to pick eighty six to the Titans. And here's the difference. So the Steelers take Kenny Pickett twenty overall, and he will get a uh, a contract roughly of fourteen point two million dollars from the Steelers with a signing bonus in the seven point seven million dollar range. Now Willis falling all the way p- down to pick eighty six, he will get a four year deal worth worth roughly five million and a signing bonus of around a million. So that that slide for him cost him $7 million guaranteed. Yeah. And I don't even know, I guess we can view it as a slide, but it may have just been a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Now I am a little bit surprised when people were labeling him as the next Lamar Jackson and that kind of ability that somebody wouldn't have taken a flyer on him earlier. I'm not saying the Steelers had to do it, but I'm saying in the second round when the Vikings were there and Seattle was there and no one picked him and it's, it's very odd to me that maybe we were sold to believe that his ceiling is higher than what it really is because, you know, but because if you're, if you're going to look at Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral and Sam Howell, you know, are those guys going to be franchise quarterbacks? Your guess would be probably no. With Willis, it was this kind of the, I'll give you a golf analogy. Everyone knows how far they hit the driver. But if they feel like if I swing a little harder, I can hit it 40 yards farther. No, that's not possible. You can't hit it 40 yards if you hit if you try harder. Maybe eight. But the fact that Willis was one of those guys that everyone thought was, wow, he could be the next great talent this league sees, and it, and it didn't happen in this draft. So either Tennessee got the value of all value or we were all sold, and the Steelers did a good job attaching themselves to Willis, and they wound up taking a quarterback, not him. Yeah, so a couple uh, trades, obviously, a couple Browns on the move, just not Cleveland Browns, which we thought it might be the Cleveland Browns, but it was actually A.J. Brown to the Eagles for a first-round pick and a third-round pick. That was the first moment of the entire draft mm-hmm. that, to me, was like, oh, boy, that was like a, a shocking moment and in, in hopping in and, and checking out different odds. And then, ov- obviously, also a little bit later on, the Baltimore Ravens trade Hollywood Brown and a third-round pick to the Cardinals for the 23rd overall pick. So a couple, couple uh, trades of wide receivers in there. Uh, the, I think the most interesting to me – with uh, with Hollywood Brown because my initial reaction was ah Hollywood Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown has been a little disappointing right I, you know as as a first round pick he hasn't put up crazy numbers but then I think about it and I'm like well Lamar Jackson is just not a great passing quarterback so you're not going to put up great stats in that Ravens system and with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback um, what I do think though him going and playing with Kyler Murray who he played with in college. There is that feel of kind of like the Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, right? Your guy now, your number, you've got your number one wide receiver, and I do like the prospects of that. So I do think that that ends up being a bigger deal than what I initially thought with Hollywood Brown switching teams. It turns out to be a pretty good trade on paper for Baltimore. Um, I had a theory on my show 
that when Lamar Jackson acted like he couldn't believe it, that they did it, um, that he was using that outrage. It was a calculated deal. I think Lamar Jackson knew about the trade. I think he's using it. He's been very odd as far as wanting to sign with Baltimore long-term and get his deal. Um, I think by him acting all upset on Twitter about something that I am guessing he already knew about is trying to win back some fans a little bit. Like, oh, they just traded away my biggest outside weapon. Like, woe is me kind of deal. Um, But I think on paper the trade was probably pretty good for Baltimore. They wound up drafting a couple tight ends too, which he loves, work in the middle of the field. And, you know, the Ravens did pretty well in this draft. They had a lot of picks, but they always seem to draft dudes that they believe that fit their team the best. And so I, I wasn't that upset for Lamar Jackson losing Hollywood Brown. Yeah. All right. So looking at these trades and how they kind of affect the the Super Bowl odds. So before the draft started, here the uh, the Tennessee Titans, who obviously changed or traded away AJ Brown, they were twenty eight to one to win the Super Bowl. They're now thirty to one, so they go down a little tiny tick. Uh, the Eagles, who obviously uh, made the big move went from 42 to one to win the Super Bowl to now they're 33 to one. Uh, the Ravens, um, again, giving up Hollywood Brown, they were 20 to one. Now they're 21 to one. And then the Cardinals who obviously get Hollywood Brown, they go from 29 to one to 27 to one. So uh, a little bit of movement in the odds, but not a, not a huge significant move. Listen, I like it for the Eagles to maybe win the division, but it's not going to put them over the top to win a Super Bowl. You don't think, I mean, it's, I mean, they're fortunate they're in the NFC, and the fact that, you know, Green Bay got weakened losing Devontae Adams, so that helps the NFC. Uh, the Rams are still going to be uh, right there with Tom coming back. Tampa's right there. Um, not really sure what to make of San Francisco this year, but I think what the Eagles did allowed them to potentially see if Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback and also to to steal that division from Dallas. I, I think that, in fact, I don't know what the division odds are, but – I would think maybe take the value on Philly now over Dallas. It, Dallas probably still be the betting favorite. How do you guys feel about the NFC East? Yeah, I think uh, the Eagles might be worth a look there. I mean, from a value perspective alone, I, I think they really, you know, did some, themselves some favors. And, and I don't know what to expect from Dallas. I mean, they made a terrible trade in that Amari Cooper trade. They basically got minimal return on that deal. Um, and they have some question marks on that team. So I, I think Philly is a good value pick there. So the by, yeah, by the way, the Eagles are plus 240 to win the division. The Cowboys are minus 106 is yeah. what I'm seeing right now. So Cowboys yeah. a significant favorite over the Eagles in the division. You know, Washington and, and, and New York uh, Giants aren't going to be a factor, you wouldn't think. So, yeah, I kind of like that Eagles at, at, at plus 240 as well. All right, I made a futures bet over the weekend Mark and Anthony, a football futures bet that I just felt like the value was really, really good. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I want you guys to guess what that was. Uh, NFL. It, it could be college, could be NFL, could be uh, whatever football league out there, the CFL, whatever. <laughs> you guys make a guess what my football futures bet was. The fan controlled league. See if you guys can get it. Well, we talked last week about how much we probably wanted to pounce on Ohio State now versus later because if they beat Notre Dame, which they'll be favored to do, then all of a sudden you're not getting them at 5-1 to one anymore, I don't believe. And so I would say that maybe you, 
did some home cooking there and and bet fairly large on Ohio State to win it all, getting maybe five to one if you could get that somewhere now. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Mark, can you think would he have gone NFL? I think after he, the draft, be close to home, and I, I think he took Smithing Jigba Heisman at plus what was it plus or thirty to one on that one. Uh, good guesses. You both are wrong. So. <laughs> The big news of the weekend in college football was Jordan Addison, the Bolitnikoff winner, going from Pitt to USC. Now, this isn't necessarily a done deal, 100% uh, that this transfer is going to happen, but this was like all the talk uh, in college football over the weekend. Jordan Addison was the best wide receiver in college football last year. And him going out to USC and uh, with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, just take a guess – where USC's odds are to win the national championship. USC. USC. Oh, man. They're probably 20 to 1, 25 to 1. 30 to 1. Okay. And here's why I think 30 it's. 30 to 1. Uh, yes, 30 still? to 1. Still 30 to 1. And I think it's an amazing value because I pulled up the USC schedule. The USC schedule is absolute garbage. It's a terrible, it's a <laughs> terrible schedule. Uh, uh, basically, I think they're playing Fresno and some other really bad team. And then at the end of the year, they have Notre Dame. And with Caleb Williams, who we know the how good he is expected to be, he was good last year. I think he'll be even better. He's got Lincoln Riley. And now a stud, best wide receiver potentially. Uh, well, one of the best wide receivers in the country. I took USC 30 to 1, threw a nice $100 on it to win three grand. And look, here's my thought. I don't think USC is necessarily going to win it all. Just get to the but playoff. But I think they can get to the playoff and then it's yeah. hedge city. Well, and that's that's what you love. You love when you have something there. Now you'll be hedging on teams that are better. You're going to have to hedge on the favorite, but you'll have a lot of dough to work with, which is always nice. And who knows? Maybe there's a window there. Maybe you can try to get both. Who knows? Maybe you put some on the favorite, keep the points with USC in a game, and maybe try to hedge and win both. Um, but I, I, I love knowing that if they've got a good schedule and they've got talent, and he could just get them to win the Pac-12 and get into the playoff as, you know, maybe the fourth team. Then all of a sudden you've got something to work with. Now, if they're the fourth team and they're playing Bama, you're going to be hedging on a pretty tough favorite, but I understand what you're working with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, just hoping they can get their way in. Smart. And at thirty to one, I just think the value is, is too good. All right. I, I just have one problem with it. Yeah. Yep. What if you are in? What if Ohio State is playing them in the championship game, and USC wins? I, to me, I wouldn't even be able to accept that money. It would just be too heartbreaking for me. Uh, oh no, he'll accept it, and I, he'll be gladly accepted <laughs> when he paid for. I, I listen, do that to myself and my emotions. Oh no, but that's why you do it now. That's why you bet it now. And Mark, there's something that I live by. It's called hedge your heart. Hedge your heart. I am someone who always mm-hmm. likes to bet the other way. So if my team loses, then I still get more money. <laughs> so let me. So so we, Scotty and I always call this, you know, getting paid for your tears kind of deal. Yep. And that's fine. Like the worst thing is to have both, have your team lose and not get paid for it. Um, but I'll I'll say this, and I've only done this one time truly. <laughs> so years ago, not that many years ago, but the Vikings had a great team, and it was the Minneapolis Miracle team that wound up coming back to beat the Saints. 
Vikings at that point were going to be the first team to ever play a Super Bowl in their home stadium because the Super Bowl was at U.S. Bank. They had to go to Philadelphia for the NFC title game. The Vikings were, I believe, a three-point favorite on the road at Philly. And a lot of people said to me, this is your chance. This is your chance to take a lot of money and put it on Philadelphia. And that way, who knows, maybe even win both. Maybe the Vikings win by two or, or one. And now you win both. Your team's going to Super Bowl and you're getting paid. Or at the very worst, you get paid if Philly upsets them. And you know what I said? I said, there are certain things that I just want to have the purity of sport. And I had a, in the back of my mind that if I bet on Philly, if I bet on them and they won the game, I feel like I had some cosmic contribution to that <laughs> loss. And even though I would have been paid, I would never know that whether me taking money and putting it against my childhood love, against them, caused them to lose. And so I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I proved myself right in that I have no factor in this world on anything. <laughs> the Eagles upset the Vikes. And if you guys remember, the Vikings got the got the first touchdown of that game. So the window was wide open oh. for me to take Philly plus like 10. Mm. Philly winds up winning it outright. I didn't bet on it. And I'll never – now I always know that if you do decide to do the hedging of your heart, it's smart and, and you have no way – you don't have to feel guilty about doing it. Yes. Mark, you have to – I am a full subscriber to hedge the heart. Yeah. I really am because – It's you, tough to do. It, it, it is tough yeah. to do, but you do have a little feeling of, okay, well, at least I get this. You know, you still want your team to win, but you, eh, I'll still take the three grand from USC – beating, <laughs> beating it's the them. insurance policy you're, you're basically buying an insurance policy when you buy insurance you hope to never have to use it yep it's money you had to spend so you're basically you're buying your sports betting insurance policy why do you think they've created these cash why do you think that we they've created the uh on some of these sites when you have a four of a four legs done on a five leg parlay you can buy out yep at a lesser rate like they're basically telling you that Okay, we'll give you an insurance policy. It'll be a third of what you, you know, and and whether you're going to do it or not is is up for grabs. So I like it. Mark, you you would not do it though, huh? I, to me, I'd prefer to just flip flop your philosophy and just bet a lot of money on Ohio State, <laughs> and then hedge maybe Ohio mm -hmm. State somebody else with the Ohio State bet. That's just and put the most money on Ohio State. So just go that all way. in on the team you're rooting for. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's more my style, but I do understand. Uh, from a numbers perspective, why you do that, I just couldn't do it. It just comes down to betting with your head or your heart or or a little bit of both here. But I agree with Scott in that. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. On paper, in this conversation, it's a lot easier said than done because, like I said earlier, when you place that bet on the opposing team of the team you love, you do feel like you've done something dirty and wrong <laughs> and that you may contribute to something yeah. stupid happening against your team. See, I can't buy into that. Well, you shouldn't I, I, because look what happened to me. Yeah. I didn't bet and I still lost. Yeah. I just, I just have a hard time seeing my yeah. betting habits really affecting the outcome of the game. I really, I really, uh, and I say that yet uh, I am still the guy who, if my team is struggling, I will, I will switch seats 
and I will. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't do. Can't sit here. They're playing poorly. I'll sit over there. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I do. I do do that. But I mean, you know, Mark Scott is not opposed to when things are going badly for his team to jump on the field and run and see and try to change up the momentum, you know? That's true. That's true. I love that, though. Purity of sport. We've got that. We threw that in there. We've got hedging of the heart. Yeah. Man, I think we got a song we could write. Totally. Oh, a real man. sad song, something in the blues category, <laughs> yes. I think. Oh, incredible. All right, you've got odds for offensive I do. rookie, rookie of, the of the year. You guys want to guess? I don't know if you've seen these. Um, I haven't know, seen. We him. know it's not a quarterback award usually, and if there was going to be a quarterback that was going to win it, Mac Jones was on his way to winning it last year until Jamar Chase blew up. Um, I usually, and by the way, the two quarterbacks that even could have a shot at this don't even have the job yet: Pickett right. or Corral. Um, I, I don't see anybody else, or yeah. even Ritter. Or Ritter. Or Ritter. Ritter. I mean, Mariota's had all the injuries and stuff in his yeah. past. We don't know how good he's going to do. I like Ritter. Yeah, that's a good deep value for. Okay, so own. Ritter is sixteen to one. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting value there. I because I, who who won it last year? Was it Jamar Chase? Oh, it was Jamar Chase? Was it so, Mark? Yeah, yeah, it was. Now it was Mac Jones. It, I, I assume right it was th- between Mac Jones and Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, Mac Jones was probably the leader at some point. Yeah. I don't remember, Scott, the exact voting. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. I don't even know if we get that. I can't remember if they give you the uh, the breakdown of the votes. But, yeah, Jamar Chase got it. But I do remember Mac Jones being, uh, let me see, Bengals. Let's, oh, no, here we go. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase got 42 of 50 votes. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, boy, he only got five votes. Let's see. Hmm. Um, His statistics weren't that yeah. great. Justin Herbert. Well, Wait, see, there's different. Not Herbert. Well, it says here the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. So, remember, there's there's uh, Chase got it. I'm trying to see. Maybe Herbert won it the prior year. Yeah, Herbert yeah, would Herbert be the, won it the prior year. But it looks like Chase blew Mac Jones out of the water. Oh, okay. Votes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know what? I then if we're guessing, if we're trying to guess yeah. on the odds, I think that uh, we got to go with some of these wide receivers. Mark, I think we got to go Garrett Wilson. Um, what Drake I, I really London? Like, I like Christian Watson. Yeah, in round two, Green Bay. So you'd probably like him as maybe a, a deep sleeper. Yeah, I yes. don't have – he's – well, not deep. He's 12-1. to 1. Um, Here's the deal with Watson, and I heard this – they were talking about this on ESPN the other day that, you know, there have been good receivers that Rodgers has turned into, you know, great receivers. But usually when a rookie comes in to an Aaron Rodgers team, there's already a number one that exists on that team. So the guy, the rookie, has a pretty good year. Well, now Watson has to go in there and be everything almost yeah. to to Rodgers, which is going to be a rarity. So he's 12 to 1. Scotty, you're on the right track as far as receivers go. Drake London is the betting favorite. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. And and I think also, you know, with Garrett Wilson, but I'd also consider Jamison Williams, and I know he could be out for a few games to start the year, uh, but I think he's got to be up near that. Near that Olave. Yeah. yeah. I actually took Alave's twelve to one. Um, it helps that he'll have Michael Thomas back, and I agree that um there could be some numbers there. But here's what I'll tell you. I liked putting money on Brees Hall. Ooh. Um I just feel he's eight to one and the Jets have Michael Carter. Now, 
you could get stolen there with some volume and a combo platter. But I was thinking, like you guys thought, Garrett Wilson, force suit in the ball, get in the ball in space, get a lot of numbers. Drake London, the problem with Drake London, not the problem, but if you bet on him, the reason he's the favorite is I think they believe he's going to get in the end zone. Like, like he could be that Mike Evans guy that is just catching a lot of touchdowns. And that's what Jamar Chase, you know, he was the big, big catch guy for Cincinnati. Um, Traylon Burks could be interesting at eight to one, replacing AJ Brown because you have to pay attention to Derrick Henry so much that he could have a pretty good year. Um, so I kind of like. What about um, the running yeah. back from Michigan State, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker? Walker the third. Yes, Kenneth Walker. Um, he's ten to one. Because man, he was so good. And, and you know, I, I'm thinking to. Um, you know, as far as, as running backs go, you know, those first two, three years for running backs, mm-hmm. sometimes they break through. Um, I think he would be an interesting fantasy pick, by the way, Kenneth Walker. But where's he on Ken- the odds? Seat- well, he's in Seattle. I where, know, but where what's the odds? He's 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah. I, listen, is he going to get the numbers with Seattle? That's the question. Um, you're right. He can be a very good back. Um, he's going to probably play a tough schedule. I I feel like there could be something there at 10 to 1. I like Penny's always hurt, too. What's that? Uh, Penny's always hurt out there. Mm-hmm. Like you could get some serious numbers there. Like you said, Jameson Williams, 12 to 1. Uh, but will he be ready right away? And then, really, as far as deep sleeper go, I like Sky Moore at 16 to 1. He's going to be paired with Mahomes. There's a chance, always a chance to get in the end zone. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, trying to yeah. like Sky Moore, I would put some money on, and then uh, listen, Damian Pierce at fifty to one with the Texans. They're not good enough, probably, for him to get enough carries, but he might be the lead back. He's got no competition there, so you could you could sprinkle a little money on him at fifty to one. But yeah, I like Sky. I like uh, Brees. Those would probably be my two that I put the most money on. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, so I was looking. It's it's crazy to already be looking ahead, but they already put out the the projections for next year's NFL draft. I just kind of wanted to take a peek, uh, kind of see what the quarterback class looked like. They actually had six quarterbacks projected for the first round for next year, including guys. They had C.J. Stroud as number three overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was interesting. They had Jackson Smith and Jigba at number six overall. Uh, and then obviously um, the other quarterbacks they had in there, they had Bryce Young at seven. Um, they had Tyler Van Dyke from Miami at nine. So it, it was, it was kind of interesting. They had Spencer Rattler also in the first round. It was kind of interesting to see where they had uh, CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, both likely to be top 10 picks. So let me ask you this: What so what odds can we get on Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Heisman? Isn't that what you're talking about? Yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, first round. Oh, next okay. Year. I'm sorry, first round. Okay, I was yeah. thinking uh, maybe uh, Heisman. No, I, listen, I I think that the quarterbacks are going to go very high. Um, we know about Stroud and Young, but and Stroud uh, is the Heisman favorite right now. Stroud is even over Young, favored over Bryce Young. Hmm. Stroud's plus two fifty. Bryce Young is plus three fifty. Caleb Williams, eight to one. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, twenty nine to one, is what I'm seeing. Who were the guys ahead of Stroud in the uh, supposedly going first, second in the draft? 
Uh, I've got, I, I just wrote down Will Anderson, him going number yeah. one. I didn't write down who was going number two. Okay. Yeah. All right. So before we finish things off here, there's also win totals that were released for the Big Ten. This is going to be the over the early numbers on number of wins throughout the year. And let's just quickly go through the Big Ten East. Uh, they've got Ohio State win total at ten and a half. Um, Michigan's win total nine and a half. Michigan State eight. Penn State seven and a half. Maryland six. Uh, where's your Hoosiers? Okay, Indiana oh, Hoosiers awful. four and a half, and Rutgers three and a half. Anything stand out amongst that? I know it's so early to be thinking uh, win totals for college football, but those are those were released this week, um, and and I I think it's interesting. Michigan uh, nine and a half. Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, you would think you'd go under on that. Yeah, but uh, what'd you say? Penn State was. Penn State is seven and a half. Okay, so I, I think they got eight wins in them. I do. I, I like that. I mean, here's the problem with Penn State. Um, They've, they're kind of in this middle ground where they lose the benefit from a lot of people and they've got to prove it to you again. But I feel like they've got, you know, I'm looking at their first five games of the season. They go to Purdue, uh, Auburn. Um, they got three winnable home games. Um, they follow that up. They play Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, boy, I'll tell you. It feels like they're an eight-win football team, but it's there's not a, a a lot to trust there. Anything jump out to you, Mark? I, I thought Michigan would be maybe one game less than where they are, but other than that, it's about what I expected. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, the only one that I really circled was Michigan, and I uh, thinking that that would be a good under to take. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think that. It's not that Michigan is garbage. They're not. Um, but just coming off that year they had with so much now to reprove, uh, only three starters coming back on that defense. I know Lost the, their offensive yeah. and defensive coordinators. Yeah, it just – Plus the drama from Harbaugh offseason. Right. Too. The fact he had to come back. He didn't want to come back, and he did. Like there's something there. Um, you know, Sparty losing Kenneth Walker, which was everything to them. Um, Peyton Thorne, I think is still pretty good, but you know, Mel Tucker just got $95 million. What is their number, Scotty? They are at eight, eight. Um, boy, I, I can't tell you that. Um, I would trust them getting to eight. Um, Wisconsin, did you have them on your list? Uh, no, I only did the East. Okay. All right. Cause I like them this year. I think there's a lot there, but my knee-jerk reaction would be Michigan under, Penn State over. But it's those are both dicey. All right, let's get out of here on this. NHL playoffs. Now, we had our draft a couple weeks ago, uh, a draft that did not go well for me, where we, we, were, we basically drafted how many wins teams would get in the NBA and in, in, and in the NHL playoffs. I took the Nets, who got a total of – Zero Zippo. wins. I took the Nets with my second pick. Colorado Avalanche was my yeah. first pick. Which, I which think by the that way, might be okay. By I think that's a great pick. I think they're going to the Stanley Cup final. I do. 
I think they've been really good. It's an offensive league. They're an offensive team. Kemper's been very good on the back end this year. I actually do like them. Um, I, I kind of would like some to try to find some value. And I don't know what Carolina is, but they there might be some value on them. I'm pulling it up right now. We got the Stanley Cup odds. Colorado yeah. is just under three to one. Yeah. Florida four to one. Florida's Calgary awesome. six. Toronto yep. eight and a half. Carolina uh, eight and a half as well. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay nine. Uh, Tampa, they're all about winning, man. But winning three years, I, I don't. That that that'd be a tough call. I think you're sitting pretty good on the ABS, but uh, there's got to be some value somewhere. That, that first round's going to be good. Very. Uh, yeah. Tampa and uh, Maple Leafs. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is that is a great series because you've got, like I said, you've got the, the pedigree of winning against the team that has all the talent in the world but has had, had a really tough time getting out of it. Like, where's their confidence going to come from? And, you know, they've got playoff nightmares to try to exercise. Um, I do like them, I, but most people like them every year. But it would be great to see them move along. The, here's the deal about, about Toronto. If they can actually move along a little bit in this playoff mark, now all of a sudden there's your confidence, and now they'll really believe they can win it. But they've got to do something early to just find some confidence. I agree. All right. That's it for cashing out this week. I got my USC bet in. I actually nice. won a little bit with John Rahm over the weekend, so I'm excited. Uh, next week we'll talk a little college football. We got conference title odds that have come out, so we'll hit on that for next week. That's it for cashing out for this Monday. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Mm-hmm.